Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. This is Peter Mingles. I am running solo again tonight. Dawn, right to Bronx, or Dawn Wright Oliveras, as some of you might know her, is still um, collecting all the things that she's collecting, all the experiences she's learning with a new retail shop that she just opened up over in her hometown. So I told her, Dawn, you focus on the things that are important for you in your new learning experience. And let me tell you, she will be able to tell us a whole bunch of really cool stuff going on. And I know she will miss being on this show specifically because of the author and the meditator and the teacher and the spiritual counselor and the clairvoyant and the energy healer we have on our show. But I am here to say welcome to those people listening to the Dash Radio. So we are on the dashradio.com. We're here as many times as we possibly can be, and then we archive our calls, of course. Tonight's going to be a special call because we have a gal. I'm going to call her a gal for example. This is Dr. Leslie Phillips. She's an author of a book called The Midas Tree and many other things. But she wraps up being a writer with some meditation, with spiritual counseling, with a little bit of clairvoyance, and as an energy healer as well. So this is going to be a really great radio show. So Dr. Leslie, thanks for being here. Hi, Peter. Uh, it's it's great to be here, and I'm really looking forward to uh, chatting with you about my book and other subjects this evening. Yep, I'm going to let you intertwine, if that's a word, your things with the theme of our show. We call it The Dash, and myself and the other co-hosts and the other things we have, we really like to do things that make hopefully a difference in people's lives. And when Dawn and I were doing certain things, I said to her, you know, we got to get you on the radio. Somebody's got to hear your voice, and somebody has to listen to the message that out, that's out here. So when we were looking at our theme, we picked the dash, because I remember something kind of meaningful for me when I heard it for the very first time. On someone's tombstone or maybe their gravestone, they might have the date of their beginning and the date of their ending, and then everything in between is symbolized by that little dash. And I figured how sad, but also how meaningful that was for the people who really knew what that dash represented. And when my dad passed away, I said to my mom, is there anything we can do to make his dash bigger? But they don't do that when they make tombstones and things like that, because for me, the meaning of his life at that time meant so much for us, and I wanted to share a lot of those things and the lessons that I had learned to the world. So when we were doing a theme for this radio, we, we said, what theme were we going to use? We collectively came across and agreed upon the concept of the dash, and then we promised that all of the guests that we would have would be able to add to the meaning of people's lives. So, Dr. Leslie, as I was going through the Midas tree, and I was listening to some previous audios that you've done, and I've been reading the stuff on your uh, website, themidastree.com, I have found that obviously you're going to help us increase our dash as well. So for those people that are listening in, if you want to go to the website, because I know some of you guys can listen and type at the same time, you want to go online and then go to themidastree.com, the as in T-H-E, Midas is an M-I-D-A-S, tree, like the thing that would grow out of the ground, so themidastree.com. So Dr. Leslie, thanks for being here, and I just wanted to kind of give you the theme of the dash, so you could blend it into whatever you want to blend it into as you explain yeah, and you know, that's fantastic. I really love that story that you told and, and uh, the idea behind the show. Because, I mean, and to me, I mean, many things came up while you were talking, but one of the things that occurred to me is, and, and which is very relevant to what I do and what I help people with, is in that dash that we all have, each one of us is a completely unique individual, and each one of us has a completely unique life purpose. 
we're all here to do something very special and very specific that only we can do. And part of our life's journey is all about keeping ourselves on track with what that life purpose is and overcoming the challenges and the obstacles that we meet along our way, um, discovering ourselves, finding out what really makes us happy versus um, all of the programming and expectations that we can encounter while we're on our dash. And so, you know, when you think about somebody in the you know, you're talking about the gravestone and when they were born and when they die and what what's going, you know, and, a, and that dash in between. Well, you know, did they really know themselves? Did they really get to do what they came here for? Did everyone else here get to benefit from that unique vibration that that person was meant to bring into this world. And really, everything that I do is about helping people connect with that truth about themselves, helping them remove those blocks, and helping them live the very best dash or life that they can. And and that's exactly what my book is about. My book is, it really encaptures the answer to uh, the meaning of life, you know, how do I find out who I am and why I'm really here and how do I stay on track and how do I overcome all of these obstacles that are thrown on me as I'm dashing through my life. Right, and that sounds really interesting. And as you were talking, of course, I was thinking about a whole bunch of things relative to the things that you were saying. And <laughs> when we talk about fulfilling someone's real meaning of life, I don't, I don't want to get into the politics or the religious of who might be what kind of a checklist that your creator might have that who might be going through that cemetery and saying, yep, he did it, nope, he was close, up. Oh, he missed it by a mile. You know, as, as, as God, I'm just going to use as an example, would be yes. like doing an inventory of, okay, let's see, there's all these headstones here and gravestones, and, well, he lived his dash. Uh, he wasn't even close. This guy wasted his. This was cut too short by accident or whatever. But... It, with broad strokes, I mean, if you were the god and you were doing the checklist and you went through the cemetery, how many of those people really did come even close to living to what their true purpose could have been? And to be honest with you, I think, you know, very few people, because I think that most people in this world are, bare, are living their lives barely not even in a really true conscious state, you know. A lot of people are living their lives um, almost on autopilot, you know, without even approaching or, or, or you know, these by levels. Default of, is, like by default as opposed to by design. By right. default as opposed to design. They're, they're lost. They've lost their way. Um, you know, the, the world is meant to work as this great symphony, this great harmonious symphony where, where, where each and every one of us has a unique note that we play in that symphony. And really, when you look at our planet and you look at what's going on in our planet and, and all of the, you know, of course, you could pick anything, you know, you could pick the troubles in Syria, you could pick the troubles in the, on the financial levels. Then it seems that a lot of the people are resonating out of balance from their unique note and their unique vibration. And so, I, you know, I think it's a very rare, rare person, really, who... Who, who does manage to shine as brightly as they can, who does manage to own their power for themselves, um, you know, and stand strong in that power. And that really speaks to the human condition, you know. Um, and I'm sure all your listeners, if I started to list off some of the struggles that we all have in our lives, I'm sure that your listeners would identify and identify them, you know, from very basic things. Like I think a common thing with a lot of people is uh, not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough, uh, being afraid that they will be judged, um, 
you know, being afraid what other people think, feeling like you have to live up to other people's expectations, whether it's your husband, whether it's your parents, whether it's your boss, whether it's your children, um, whether it's the religion that you belong to or whatever it is. There are so many other voices all around us with I with their idea um, of 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 what we're meant to be doing with our with our life and um and so it can be very difficult amongst that sea of influences to really get centered and um so that you connect with who you really are and what you're here to do and even when you manage to do that and you manage to know that to then be able to live that is you know another uh challenge um in its own right and again uh, that's where my where my book comes in and my teachings come in because um i'm a great believer in meditation and i'm a great believer in meditation as a tool for people to turn within for people to connect with their higher levels of guidance for people to let go of all the blockages and interferences and uh and my, and my book is all about that. It's all about helping people to to reconnect with who they are. Done in a very fun way through a very fun story. <laughs> I love I love stories. So I can't. You know, when I first started reading the, your bio and the things on your website, I was like, oh my gosh, I love stories. It's a way of escaping for me. You know, from the everyday things that we usually do, which is kind of the grind and really give my mind the ex- uh, intellectual stimulus that it needs sometimes. So I love those types of things and they will happen with that. We're going to take a commercial break in a little bit, but could you give us a little bit about, maybe take two or three minutes, and give us a little bit about your background prior to the book? Like, how did you get here? Absolutely, I can. In two to three minutes, I'll try to do that. We'll start so, in two to three. Um, we'll, we'll start yeah. in two or three. We'll come back on the other side. I started out my career as a PhD scientist who was an expert in, I was an environmental microbiologist who was an expert in discovering new drugs from uh, the environment, from the biodiversity out there in the environment. I became a businesswoman in the biotech industry. I used to negotiate business deals between pharmaceutical companies. At the same time, I was very passionate and very interested in spirituality, and I did some many years of very intense spiritual training and some very intense inner work on myself. So um, I actively developed my intuitive abilities. I actively... Um, learned to be a spiritual teacher under the guidance of um, a lady called Mary Ellen Flora, who also is, uh, you know, an author of spiritual books. And um, and so, you know, the more I turned within and meditated and worked on, on, you know, discovering who I was, then the the more I didn't fit in the on that path that I'd originally um, walked along. And for a while I lived a double life and I couldn't really be who I was in the business world Um, and, um, you know, the same thing in in my spiritual world. But then eventually it just led to me, um, you know, doing what I'm doing now, which is just being who I am (laughs) and not making any apologies to anybody about it. Right. As I was listening to your story, and we're going to come back, we'll go come back and explore this after the break. But I was just thinking about it: how conflicted you must have become when you were serving so many masters. In reference to, okay, I'm dealing with the the uh, the godlike nature of the universe and all the natural stuff, and then you're negotiating contracts with people that are totally interested in patenting all that stuff for their own profit. And then mm-hmm. and then you combine that with spirituality and you know higher level thinking, and I'm like, oh my gosh. This gal, if you don't mind me calling you a gal during that time, had to be conflicted in all the different things that were going on because well, you were serving several two, masters. Yeah. I went and I went to two extreme polarities if you think about it. I was I went very having a PhD and all of that very well into the intellectual side of things and also way to the other extreme into the intuitive side of things and so part of my life journey has been to 
bring those together and balance them within myself. And I also feel that part of what I'm here to teach and help people with is, is also to regain that balance. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Here we go, Dr. Leslie Phillips. Here we are. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level, for email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. Okay, Peter Mangles here. We're back with Dr. Leslie Phillips, the Midas Tree Doc. So themidastree.com is the website that you'll go to. We're going to get to the book in a second, but we're just hearing a little bit about Dr. Leslie and her growing up, if you will, from academia as a Ph.D., dealing with the intuitive nature of what happens with nature and drugs to dealing with the professional, if you will, um, pharmaceutical industry, dealing with contracts and wheeling and dealing and business models and profit and all of the other conflicting goals that might be associated with those types of things. And then eventually kind of having those things collide and then help you become the kind of person you become when you also throw in there clairvoyance, spirituality, and oh my gosh, whatever else, meditation. I mean, holy cow, I'm thinking about those times <laughs> for you. Wow. <laughs> And you've been cursed or blessed with being really good at anything you touch. So therefore, of course, you know, failure isn't part of your vocabulary. So that must have been kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of when I well, when I reflect on my life, you know, there's a couple of things that I I I think about it and and one of them is I mean, I love what I do now. I am so passionate about um this spiritual work that I'm doing and um, you know and part of what I want to do is is help people realize that this is real this is real it's not fantasy it's not illusion you know um, it, it's it's real and I and I think that um, having a PhD having a doctorate and having that professional background helps me um, to be listened to by the people who may have a tendency to be more skeptical because I have those credentials then you know that they're more likely to to listen to what I have to say and so I think that that's part of you know I think my life purpose is to be a spiritual teacher it is to um, help people in their spiritual growth it is to teach them that they are spirit and they're not the physical bodies and 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 help I think we lost Dr. Leslie for a second. Oh, shoot. <clears throat> I don't think it's my connection. I think we lost Dr. Leslie for a second. Let's see if she comes back. Let's see if Dr. Leslie comes back. I just lost her. Dr. Leslie's calling in from Vancouver, Canada. She was here for a second, and then she's gone. Could have been she dropped the phone, phone battery went dead. Mine seemed to be doing okay so far. We're going to give it just a sec. Yep, she dropped. So we're going to give her a second to come back in. <clears throat> so you're listening to the Dash Radio. 
I'm going to play a commercial break in just a second if she doesn't come back in like right away. She might have been on a cell or maybe something happened. Welcome to summer months over here still in the U.S. over in Canada. Could have been electrical storm, could have been just about anything else. We'll buy just a little bit of time for her to come back. I'm going to, here she comes. Here we go. We are back. Hey, Dr. Leslie, you still here? Dr. Leslie, are you still here? I think she's coming back in. Dr. Leslie. Dr. Leslie. Boop, bum, bum, bum. Sorry. We just don't hear you, Dr. Leslie. Try calling back, otherwise I might try to call you. Might be some technical difficulties. There she goes. She's going to try to come back. So we'll give it another second or two for Dr. Leslie to reconnect. Sometimes these things happen. Welcome to technology. It works most of the times, and sometimes when it doesn't, you just heard it. We're here with the Dash Radio. We're going to come back. Check out her website while we're waiting, themidastree.com. So themidastree.com. So we'll give it just another second or two. Here she comes. I think we're going to let the connection hold. Dr. Leslie, are you back? Dr. Leslie, are you back? Oh, shoot. Hold on, I just don't hear you. Dr. Leslie, are you here? I'm switching phones just in case it's me. I don't think so. We are going to try to call her back after she drops. So, Mrs. or Dr. Leslie, here we go. Oh, shoot. When she drops, I lost her number. Hold on. Sorry. Here we go. I'm going to try to call her. Dr. Leslie. Dr. Leslie, Dr. Leslie. We're here with the Dash Radio. I'm trying to call Dr. Leslie. Oh, technology let us down. Be right there. Okay, guys, we're still here. I'm going to play a quickie commercial. We're going to be right back. I'm going to see if I can get her back on the other line. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show.
Leslie, did you get a chance to join us again? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, I've called you from my cell phone. I, know, I could hear be- you the whole time, and uh, but you couldn't hear me. So if I can, you see this number? Would you be able to yep. call me back on it? Sure, absolutely. So while you're on the phone right now with us, I think on the radio show too. Or did you okay. call me on my? Oh no, 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 no. I, you know what? I am we're so messed up. I don't know what we're doing. So what I'm going to do? What? But I see you online on the radio show. How about you hang up on me? I'm going to call you right back. This okay, way at least and try, I'll this, try this. Yeah. Try the cell phone if the other number doesn't work. You got it. So we're going to do this right now. So you hang up, and I'll call All right, you right then. back. Yeah. There we go. Bye. We're going to call Dr. Leslie. We'll be right there. Hey, Dr. Leslie, this is Peter again. Hello, Peter. We are live and we are still on the radio show. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I can't explain, and one of them is cell phone or technology. (laughs) Yes. I don't know what happened there, but I was talking away and you couldn't hear me. (laughs) Right. You were there and then you were gone, and then we just played a little bit of music. So for all those people listening in, you successfully saw us recover. We recovered from a little bit of a technology challenge. So we are back here, and we were just getting into starting to talk about the MidasTree.com. So let's go into the book. And for all those people that, you know, relative to technology, I'm always somewhat perplexed and amazed that that little electronic beam could follow someone, you know, as they're doing 70 miles an hour, and it, it, it works, and you could surf on the Internet and all that sort of stuff with your GPS stuff, and if you're standing in a room, the thing disconnects. So go figure. But we're here to mm-hmm. talk to Dr. Leslie Phillips, and we're here talking about the Midas tree and the MidasTree.com. So we were talking just before about the conflicts and the evolution of what must have been happening as you're going through academia being a Ph.D. and seeing how that swung open doors only because you mentioned Ph.D. and and then dealing with the drug companies and traveling all across the world doing some really cool stuff, and then the spirituality, and that's really where you really find home. So when we hear your passion, we hear it right there. And then the evolution of the Midas tree. So let's get into that. Absolutely, yes. Um, so, you know, I was saying that, you know, my life purpose is to be a spiritual teacher and it's to help people connect with their life purpose and um, to teach them how they can do that. And so the Midas tree is really my way of getting these messages out to a broader audience. And the book itself was, I, I guess you could call it a spiritual download. So it wasn't a book that was thought through on an intellectual level. It was a book that I received as a vision while I was meditating myself. Um, you know, and med- you know, meditation is so fantastic because it, it opens up the channels to your creativity. Um, it opens up the connection with your higher levels of guidance. There are so many things that meditation can help you with. And so one of the things that helped me with was to give birth to this book. And like I was saying earlier, um, whatever your problem is (laughs) out there in the world, you know, could be um, that you're going through a divorce, you're going through a really traumatic time emotionally, uh, you have a health issue, whatever it might be, there are there are answers in this book that can help you. Because at the same time, it's it's a novel, but at the same time as being a novel, it contains all of the spiritual secrets that I teach in my classes. All of those spiritual secrets and techniques are contained within this book. Now, one of my dreams for the book is that it will, number one, help a whole generation of children not to lose that connection with spirit. Uh, Because that's what happens to most of us is that the culture around us and the people around us sort of steer us in a direction that gets us away from that connectedness. Um, Because it's a book that's appropriate for children 10, 11, 12 and up. But it's also a book that's appropriate to to adults. And I'm I'm hoping that it will help adults reconnect with that um, and, and help all of these people through difficult times. But, you know, 
the book itself is it's written as a spiritual adventure story and i think that one of the best people's way that people um can learn new things is when they're having fun is when they're having fun and they're being taken on on an adventure and so really that's what this book does and you know just in very brief terms so you get a feeling for from from the for, for what the story is like it's it's kind of in the realm of things like Alice in Wonderland or the Chronicles of Narnia. Those are famous books that, um, you know, it's similar to. And the hero of the book is called Joshua. And he discovers a magical golden acorn that transports him to another world. Um, and in this, this other world is inside a tree called the Midas tree. And he has a quest and, um, his quest is this, is what we've been talking about through the show. That's his life purpose. And he goes on his adventure, and just like we've been talking about in the show, he meets these challenges and obstacles that are really tough for him. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, and so he meets teachers along the way <clears throat> who are able to show him how he can overcome these obstacles and what they teach him is how to meditate amongst other things <clears throat> excuse me i'm just going to have a sip of my Go drink ahead. Take, take your drink mm. so here's what i've um here's what i've seen so far i'm thinking of this if you will uh, a nice animated production of the gentleman with the um the uh, acorn if you will and then I, I saw the picture of the tree, if you will, on one of the websites. So if you go to the website, themidastree.com, you'll be able to see that. And then it's a journey as there was a door opened up on this tree. And then what was uh, what was uh, maybe some of the challenges that perhaps, and maybe you'll get to this as well, so take it as, you know, answer these questions whenever you can. But what were some of the challenges that he or she might, or he might have faced, this Joshua character that you are portraying in this sure. tree? Um, I'll choose one to tell you about, but pretty much every chapter is an adventure within itself. So there's 20 chapters in the book, so there's adventures within adventures. But I'll, I'll choose one of them, and one of them is that he is lured um, into a... Uh, basically, he's traveling around the tree. Through the through the through the roots and through the branches into different um, uh, chambers, levels of reality within the tree, and so there's a trickster diva who is one of the teachers in the tree who tricks him to um, come into one of these chambers, and he ends up falling down. Um, a, a long passageway and he kind of ends up in this crazy world which is run by ants <laughs> because you know part of the story is you you know there's all the different animals and so on that you would find in in this kind of magical tree world are there and these ants are very similar in a way to how we are they all working in this big company like slaves and um you know what they're 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 um, creating new versions of the same product, so that people feel compelled that I have to buy a new one of these, and I have to spend all my money on buying this because I have to look good, and I have to keep up with this technology, and I have to keep up with my neighbours, and then they're working. Um, you know, people are getting into debt and then they're being chased down to pay their debt. And so it's this world of crazy ants that are really very similar to um, to the way we live our um, lives here. And when, when he ends up in this world, he has this mask glued to his face that he can't get off. And all of these other ants, ants have these strange masks glued to their face. And so in that story, it's about letting go of the... Um, because we all walk around wearing a mask, you know, in our job and in the outside world. There are these layers that we cover ourselves up with. And so it's about him letting go of um, of those um, of those lies about who he really is wow. um, until the mask drops away. 
Wow, that sounds like a fascinating story and a lot of things a lot of people can learn from. You know, when you were talking about some of the um oh, I, uh when we were when we were starting to talk about some of the issues that you were uh, referencing that a lot of people have these issues, low self-esteem, uh lack of purpose, am I important, all those types of things. I couldn't help but notice, in reference to the things that you were taking, I know that a lot of the gals are going to yell at me for this, but I've been working around a lot of women, um, and I know a lot of women have self-image issues and worthiness issues, and they lose their identity kind of issues in whatever role they seem to become in. And it seems like that the guys have it all together, for sure, because if there's anybody more west up than the women, obviously it could be the guys. But I always found that when we talk about masks, there's a whole bunch of issues out there that gals have to deal with. I'm dealing with um, my daughter who's growing up and now going to college and, you know, obviously moms and wives and things like that and friends. Holy cow, it sounds like a lot of people can really benefit by reading the Midas tree because it can help them uncover maybe some of the experiences that they're running across. So they can yes, themselves. Yes, and, and you know, um, sorry to interrupt you, That's but fine. you remind me of another chapter in the book um, later on in the book where he meets um, some other creatures, lady, some ladybugs. And all, the, all of the um, female ladybugs have gone a bit crazy and they are bleaching their wings with lemons from the Midas tree bec- uh, and they're also stopped eating the aphids on the tree so, because they've decided that this makes them more attractive. <laughs> be really skinny and have really pale you know <laughs> but but it's analogous to exactly what you're talking about here about self-image and what a lot of teenage girls go through um and so you know the book like i said you know we've ch- t- taken a couple of examples um from the book um but i just want people to understand that those are just two examples of stories within stories within the book, and there are so many of them. Right, so they go to um, themidastree.com, and they can order yes. the book. And then the cool thing is, as I look at the things that you're referencing, I could almost use that book as a training manual for myself and my team. I'll use as an example, I always like the movie Forrest Gump, because in the movie Forrest yeah. Gump, there's a lot of life's lessons, and it might be done in a kind of an interesting way. And for some reason... I find that the people's minds sometimes have this outer shell that stories seem to be able to penetrate. Like, if you hit them directly with something, they might not see it, or it might not go through. But when you use an analogy like you did with the ants and the tree, or the lemon juice, or the aphids, or the, you know, the... The, the fun story about how the, you know, maybe being thin and pale is really attractive if you're a ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> I could see how that could stick, you know, and really penetrate. You know, like I get it now. Like Yes, because it's it not now. threatening. It's not pointing the finger at you. It's done in a very uh, gentle way. Now, I'm going to – I know this is probably not the best place to do it, but I want to reveal something that I learned about or a lesson that you taught me even before you got on this call. So here we go. I, I've never been a meditator, if that's a word. I've never, I'm always moving, man. You know, like me stopping still mm-hmm. and actually sitting there and just thinking does not work for me. I could never idle my mind. I've been cursed with, like, as soon as I wake up, bzz, like a fish on a reel, bzz, it goes mm-hmm. like crazy. However, I have always preached that. The best times for me when I come through my breakthroughs are when I'm horizontal. Now, there's two times Mm -hmm. I'm horizontal. That's when I'm falling asleep, so just before I fall asleep, and just as I wake up. And I have to share with you, just as I wake up is where I get most of my breakthroughs. So here's how I'm 51, and you taught me this lesson without even you being here. Because I was, oh. I've always been perplexed in how do I find meditation. And medita- guys like me don't meditate. And I found that just like a clock is right two times during the day, at least, I am kind of meditating, I think, when I'm yes. just waking up. 
Yes, you so, are, because you're you're at that interface between physical reality and spiritual reality. You're transitioning between those two experiences when you're falling asleep and when you're waking up. And your intellectual mind gets disengaged during those times. You know, you're talking about your busy intellectual mind that you can't stop. Well, those are the times during the day when it's not in control of you. <laughs> right. And that was my breakthrough by getting prepared for this because I said I can't meditate, I don't meditate, no one's ever shown me how, I could use all the excuses. You know, mm. after 51 years I could have figured out if I really wanted to, but I've always been saying that my, my so this is like the Peter Mingle's like little secret to himself kind of thing, is like I always know that I when I wake up in the morning, a lot of the solutions to some of the challenges pop up in my mind. I mean, it's kind of like I can't wait to go to sleep because when I wake up, this is what's going to happen, I'm going to have that breakthrough that I need. And it wasn't until I was challenged with how am I going to get you to talk to me about meditation because guys like me don't do that, but yet I'm saying to myself, oh, my gosh, that's where my breakthroughs come through. So because it is in that stage where I am in a form of meditation. So you would say, then, Peter, why not stop resisting it and figure out those special times during the day that you probably should meditate? So could you give people like me maybe some clues on how to really master the meditation that we refuse to master. I do it automatically when I'm sleeping. It's not my choice. I pass out eventually. You know what I mean? I wake up eventually. But yeah, how, yeah. Do you, how do you go through the conscious, if you will, steps towards learning how to meditate? And, and of course, I'll just let everybody know there are many different ways and styles of meditation. Um, but the style that I teach uh, I can tell you there are techniques that can help you uh, with this. And one of the ones that really jumps out at me, um, which, which helps you deal with this very busy mind, is um, a meditation technique called centering. And this technique is in the book. Um, but basically what it does is it helps you to place your consciousness in a different place than your analytical brain or your intellectual mind so that you're able to be in a state of stillness and awareness and observation and non-judgment and not being swept away and wrapped around with these busy thoughts um, that you're doing. So, you know, for somebody like you, then I would, I would teach you how to do this meditation technique called centering. I'd also teach you how to do a meditation technique called grounding, which also helps you to uh, focus more in the here and now. Because oftentimes when somebody has a really busy mind, most of what they're thinking about doesn't have to do with the present moment. It has to do with where I'm heading next, what I have to do on my list of things I have to do today. Um, you know, who I have to talk to, uh, what happened yesterday that I wasn't happy about, and, 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 and so on. And so, um, you know, the grounding technique helps to bring you into the present moment and bring you more into a state of stillness and presence. And the centering technique helps you to get a, get, step aside from your intellect and step above your emotions, which are the two main drives of the physical body that keep people from being able to um, enter a meditative state and that keep them from being able to access their spiritual senses. And I have found that that breakthrough that I have during that after my whatever I do, meditate as I'm waking up, um, actually has changed the course of my business. It's designed the products that we have. It's helped me break through all of and all of, if not every challenge. And if I could only, and if that only happens once a day, I say to myself, what if I could, in essence, control that where it might happen several times a day? And then not only that, if I have employees, independent contractors, vendors, or whatever that are working with me, what would happen if? What kind of a business could we have? Mm. What obstacles could we handle if we could yeah. somehow do more of that collectively? Yeah, it's fantastic. And I'll tell you a little story about myself um, and, and make another comment about this. 
you know, if somebody wanted to look up on the internet, um, you know, famous people who have solved problems in their in the dream state, you would find an enormous list of people from Einstein and his theory of relativity to the man who invented the sewing machine um, to the person who solved the structure of the benzene ring. There is this is. Um, this is actually not uh, not unusual. There are many documented cases of people accessing their creativity in this way. And, you know, on a personal note, when I was, uh, you know, many years younger than I am and, and, and embarking um, on this spiritual journey of mine, my I had a very... Uh, academically trained intellectual mind and you know my spiritual teachers were always telling me that my intellectual mind was my biggest obstacle and um, and so my initial connection or reconnection with spirit was exactly like you're talking about it was through my dreams I kept a dream diary for years um, because that was the time that my intellectual mind stepped aside. And um, I actually trained myself to record my dreams in a dictaphone. So while I was asleep, uh, fast asleep, and not conscious at all, my voice would be dictating what I was dreaming about. And then I'd listen to the dreams in the morning, have no conscious recollection of them, but there was my voice on the tape. And... Um, and that did so many things for me. It really opened my eyes to so many different uh, spiritual truths uh, about the nature of reality. Anything from past lives to having premonitions about the future in my own life, meeting, um, you know, guiding spirits and 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 programming myself like you you know to get solutions to problems that I was having in my life and so i think that exploring your dreams is a great way to to get reconnected with your spiritual guidance i the another way that i think is great is is art and just you know anything that disengages the intellectual mind and opens up uh you know um the 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 the, the less linear uh more subtle uh aspects of of our senses excellent and i know we're going to be able to learn a lot about this inside the book so for those people that are interested you go to the com. for those people that aren't interested you go to the com. <laughs> <laughs> You really need to go to the MidasTree.com <laughs> and buy the book because realistically we all deal with these self-imposed limitations. And it sounds as if as I'm reading through the book and I do the stuff that you're referencing that I will realize I put myself in much too small of a box. And there's such a big world out there of people that we can do and help and all that sort of stuff. Now I want to touch base. We have a, about eight or nine minutes left. And I really appreciate you hanging through with us through the little technical details or difficulties if anybody was listening in. And we're going to have you back, Dr. Leslie, um, on future calls because I love the conversation. But could you help us understand that whole clairvoyant, other spirituality side? Because I think there's a little touch of, you know, paranormal stuff in there somewhere maybe. Like there may be a little bit more than what's going on in this physical world that we just don't see. Like maybe the five senses isn't all there are. Well, no, they're not. And it's so funny, you know, because to me, uh, the paranormal doesn't exist because to me it's completely normal. (laughs) (laughs) But I understand to most of the rest of the world it's very unusual. Um, uh, And so, you know, one of the things I, I like to say to people is, because I think that there are a lot of misconceptions out there about what it means to be psychic or clairvoyant, you know, and um, a lot of people think that it's something that, well, they either think it's bogus and made up, or they think that it's something that's very special that only a few very selected um, special people have and can do. And both of those things are not true. Every single human being on this planet has spiritual senses. Just like you have eyes to see and ears to hear, you have these 
um, subtle spiritual intuitive senses that you can retrain yourself to remember and to utilize. And, you know, here's some misconceptions. People think that a psychic is somebody, you know, you predict the future, they use tarot cards and all of this. Uh, When I'm talking about your spiritual abilities, um, this is what I'm talking about. So one example you mentioned is clairvoyance. That's a, a French word, and it translates to clear seeing. Your clairvoyance is your ability to see as spirit, your ability to see the truth about your reality. And just as you have eyes located in a certain position in your head, you also have an energy center located in the center of your brow, and everyone has this. Um, And this contains um, the information on your clairvoyance. It contains this ability. And so through meditation, you can activate that center and you can start to see a spirit. And yes, that means that then you would be able to see spirit guides. Yes, that means that you would able be able to see people's auras. Yes, that means that you would be able to see visions of people's past lifetimes. And these are all things that, you know, um, I do every day. I communicate with my spirit guides every day. Um, you know, to, to some people that might sound bizarre. And, I, you know, and I see them and I see people's auras and I can give them information on what's going on in their auras and in their past lives, uh, you know, and, and so on. But it's not special to me. It's not special to the few. It is a gift that we all have. And if we activate it and use it, then we can use it to see the truth about ourselves, the truth about our lives, the truth about the situations that we create in our lives. And not only that, when you activate your clairvoyance and when you operate through your clairvoyance, you're able to make these observations in a very neutral and non-judgmental way. It puts you in a position of power to then take charge of your life. And if you see something about yourself or a situation that you've gotten yourself into, well, you can say, oh, that's interesting and I don't really like that, but I have the, now I know about it, I have the power to let it go and the power to change it. Um, and so that's the example of clairvoyance. And there are many other spiritual abilities that maybe we could talk about you know, on a, on a future show. And I'll just give you a couple of examples. Clairaudience, the ability to hear a spirit. A lot of mentally people are diagnosed as being mentally ill. And, and to be quite frank, in some of those cases, I believe it's just that their spiritual abilities are opening and they're starting to be able to hear as spirit. Um, Clairsentience is another one, and people who might classify themselves as as, as highly empathetic, um, you know, might be tuning into this ability because this is the ability to to be able to sense how other people are feeling. And there are many more. I could list off ten different spiritual abilities. So people use the word psychic, uh, you know, in a very casual way, but there is so much more to be understood about that. So many different levels of experience that one can have and so many different senses that one can tune into and activate and start to use in order to increase your quality of life, increase your uh, control over your own life and use to heal yourself um, and even to create the life that you want to have for yourself. So when we talk about self-implied limitations and we go through that little checklist, maybe if uh, I'll just use my example, I'm a Catholic, so you know we I think about burials and stuff like that in cemeteries and all that type of thing. If I was uh, if I was like God or walking around with God and we were doing a little checklist of okay, there's that one over there. Yep, he uh, he really reached his potential. You know, Joe really had no clue. Um, Mary, she kind of was okay at the beginning, but kind of got distracted towards the end. I'm telling you, after most of the things we've spoken about, I'd probably think that a very few percentage, uh, sadly, a few and a very small percentage actually really live the life that they're capable of based on a lot of the things that are going on in their head. So you go get the MidasTree.com, right? I think that's a fair statement. I don't think that's being unkind. And even... no. 
maybe when I'm no, done, yeah, when, when I'm done, maybe whoever's doing the little checklist with God is going to say, hey, that Mingles guy, you know, he tried, but more, boy, did he, he messed up a lot. Or, you know, he just really tried, just never got it. So the things that I am listening to relative to the Midas tree might help with those breakthroughs. Yeah, and I mean, one added dimension that I would add to that is that no life is a failure. All that we're doing down here on planet Earth is we're having experiences. We're having experiences so that we can expand our consciousness. And we are so much more than the flesh and blood that we're walking around in. We are eternal, multidimensional beings of love and life. And so there is so much more to you than any one lifetime or any one moment within that lifetime. So, you know, if you're in a particularly difficult situation right now and you're feeling very lost and um, and, and hopeless, um, you know, put it into, into context of who you really are. And also go out and buy a copy of the Midas tree and that will help get you out of your funk. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I could definitely see a great way of actually engrossing myself into that book. So I really appreciate that. We are we are done. So I want to give you the opportunity to have the last 30 or 60 seconds and say whatever you'd like to say. For those people, we've been listening on the Dash Radio to Dr. Leslie Phillips. She has a great book, TheMidasTree.com. You'll be able to go buy it there. And she's got a whole bunch of other great things. We're going to have her back. So, Dr. Leslie, the last 30 seconds is yours. Yes, well, I guess I would just use that, those last seconds to say to people, if it doesn't matter what your situation is. Maybe you're a spiritual seeker and you're really fascinated and interested in active, exploring and activating your own spiritual abilities. Go out and buy the Midas tree because it explains to you exactly how you can do that. Or... If you are somebody who is suffering, who is either because you have an illness and you're dealing with physical pain or because you're in a state of emotional anguish because of circumstances in your life, um, if you don't feel like you're living your best life, if you don't feel like you're getting anywhere, if you feel stuck, well, go out and buy the book because the answer for how you can break that cycle, for how you can let go of that pain is right there in this book. And not only that, if you're a parent and you're worried about your teenage kids or, or even slightly younger kids and you, you know, maybe you're not religious but you want to introduce some kind of a spiritual uh, dimension or understanding of the world, then go out and get the Midas tree because... Um, it's a fun story, and without even realizing it, um, they'll be picking up all sorts of useful gems of information that they can put into practice in their lives and hopefully not end up as, um, you know, when they become an adult, um, suffering from the same levels of, 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 of pain that a lot of us create in our lives. That's true. Okay, well, thank you, Dr. Leslie Phillips. We're going to catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Dash Radio. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404 and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.